podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Massive thank you to NordVPN for sponsoring this episode of Lakeside Drive. As I was just saying to Thomas J. Camp before we started recording, I have really been enjoying Auntie Donna recently. So much so I've fallen into the black hole of watching Pud again um, <laughs> and and what and listening to their podcast. But if you're overseas, you can't watch on ABC iView. Well, firstly, if you're here, it doesn't work. ABC iView at the best of times. But you can't, if you're overseas, watch their series because it's geo-blocked. But if you would have VPN... You get into there by going to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive and setting your country to Australia and you can watch some quality content. It is chaotic. It is ridiculous. They're the same age as us. So I think that's maybe why it resonates with me significantly. Um, But it is a great thing to do. You can watch whatever content you want wherever you are. But if you are Freya Brolsma living in Cayman and you want to watch Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe, which you should... Uh, you should go to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive and a massive thank you as always to them for sponsoring this episode. G'day, I'm James. Welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, we review a race that didn't happen and preview a race that's going to be exceptionally boring. I'm joined by my friends and yours, Tommy T. Hello, my friend. After that intro, let's get into it, mm, eh? Yeah. Qualifying. We're only Amazing. here to talk about Monaco qualifying. Yeah. And, of course, TJC. How you doing, my man? Good, gentlemen. How are you? Hello, listener. It's, um, look, who knows what we're going to talk about in this episode, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Just roll the ball out and see what happens, eh? <laughs> um, yeah. uh, look, firstly, Emilia Romagna, underwater, no good. Uh, we're very glad that the decision was made, to be honest. Um, most of which because a lot of the photos that I had people on the ground sending me, uh, Media Paddock was under underwater. The tar- most of the Formula 1 trucks had, like, water coming up to the bottom of the, the trailer. It's nuts. Yeah, it's Wild. pretty full on. Yeah. Um, so the right call there, it is It is a shame. I love that all these people are like, ah, oh, but Magello's just up, so it's an hour and a half up the road. It's like, oh, yes, it's very easy to move a Formula 1 Grand Prix, just an hour and a half up the road with all the stands that need to be built and everything else. People can't move a wedding venue in this water, <laughs> let alone friggin' F1. Let's relax. Jeez. Uh, anyway, um, look, do we miss much of a race? Uh, I don't really think so. It'd, it'd be interesting to see these cars at Imola. Maybe. We saw them last year. Yeah. I mean, things have changed, I suppose. It was wet, though, wasn't it? It'd be wet again. Well, it was going to be wet again. <laughs> For me, this is a classic example of a track that the cars have outgrown. Yeah. It's a good Cracking point. track of yesteryear. But you think about that, there's that left right sort of tabletop looking section mm. Mm, yep. before the main straight. That is so skinny. There is not a chance that a car no could go. You couldn't even get one and a half cars widthwise both be on the track. And I don't like that about – Yeah. I haven't liked that. I mean, I ragged on Imola when it first came back. Doesn't sound like you. During COVID because <laughs> we need to fill some races. But, yeah, I mean, we've had some good races there in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is passing opportunities. But there's just parts of the track that I don't like. Yeah. The one I like is uh, Magella. Magella. That, mm. that, that lap that Danny Rick did. I think it was his qualifying Q3, whatever he did really well in. He, uh, I just remember the breathing. He was like, I'm out of breath on that one. Just held his breath. Yeah, the whole oh, time. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Just the G's pulling through everybody. Can't I mean, catch we had your some, breath the whole we time. We had some big issues in that race mm, on restarts and Thinking about G's, thinking stuff, about so. Giovinazzi's negative G's as he collected the back of Latifi. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Come so on. I think that's probably why they're a bit safety conscious of going back there. But yep. that is the track of the two that they should be racing at. But, uh, yeah. I mean, t- 
two Italian Grand, Grands Prix, now only one, unfortunately. Monza is one of the best tracks, though, in the calendar. And I think, yes. you know, it, it is, if we're going to only have one Italian Grand Prix, that is the track to go to. Um, Tommy <laughs> T, uh, I know that uh, we, we didn't speak with you last week, but that's okay. Um, Did like you miss me? Yeah. Heaps. Yeah. I, was, I was sad editing. Because <laughs> it was only two laugh. tracks. Yeah, there's only two tracks about it. Um, but I'm not sure if you've seen Daniel Ricciardo's return to Red Bull, the, the bit of long-form content that Red Bull Racing have put out recently. Some interesting comments that he made around when he gives feedback he has listened to. Um, <laughs> not sure if that was a bit flippant towards um, his former Lord and Saviour, Zachary Brown, <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's repented and moved on from him, but yeah. Uh, or if he's just on, just being honest in in that um that and his old race engineer from back in the day is now working with him on the sim. Mm. I I think Daniel's pretty honest. I don't think he plays those games. I don't think he's trying to take stabs as such. I think he's just being pretty honest. If it happens to ruffle some feathers and annoy people at McLaren, so be it. I don't think his intention is to throw shade necessarily. I don't think that's his agenda. He's he's out. He's a uh, He's escaped from the gulag of McLaren. <laughs> you are 100% right about his honesty. He comes across as honest and transparent. There's always things that we happen behind closed doors that we don't hear about. That is a total dick at McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> because McLaren invested stupid amounts of money to get that guy to the seat. Oh. Zach wanted him for years beforehand. And clearly they didn't listen to anything Danny Rick had to say for two years. Yeah. Because that car development did not go in any direction. If they had have listened yeah. to him, we might be seeing a car that, yeah, a McLaren car that should be in the top four cars on the grid. Yeah, fighting for a world championship, mm. or at least on par with Mercedes and and uh, Ferrari. Mm. So total dig, good on him. Yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting. That's to, not a bridge he has to worry about. I'm just trying to be a diplomat. No. And you're just I'm trying sure. To be- <laughs> yeah. Fuck McLaren. I'm sick of it. That is the correct. I mean, it's, it, what it makes it so difficult, I suppose, is knowing that Oscar's there. Yeah. And I try so hard so often to be like, no, I've got to be positive for him and I am positive for him. And oh. do I think he's a future world champion? Of course I do. Yeah. I still think Daniel's a future world champion too, okay? No. So you've got to give it to me. Stop Stop taking the dream away. Yeah. Um, but quite honestly, though, it does feel like he starts. He's starting to get this fire back now. We didn't talk to you last week, but um, fellow Dutchman of yours, who's having a no good, very bad time in yeah. his Alpha Tauri, was tipped to only have three races to Ooh. show himself. So now that's down to two because uh, I assume because Helmut Marko yeah. doesn't give passes. <laughs> no, so he's only got Monaco. I'm sure that'll be great for him. Um, and Barcelona. What would you have to prove. show at Monaco to be? A positive experience for DeVries. Like not what, crash. what not crash. Mm. Top ten. Top ten, you think? If you can get top ten qualifying at Monaco, is that a signal that something's that happening? Well, who knows? Who I knows know. what the, the sliding That's scale of the Dr. One. Helmut Marco's brain is when it comes to this yeah. sort of stuff? Because I it's all over the place all the time, right? And there's so many factors. Yeah. But the the thought process then of Danny potentially stepping in, I'm sort mm. of saying this last week, but from, from your point of view, good, bad, otherwise, because if you stuff it, that's yeah. it. He's absolutely done. There's no well, chance yeah. of him coming yeah, back. Stuffing it up, not but a Red Bull branded car. What if he takes too long to adjust to the car? Yuki outperforms. You're back in that same position. Like I think it, it could be more detrimental if I'm honest. There's too much risk, right? There's so much risk involved in going to 
a car that doesn't drive probably the way he likes, going to a team where someone's established like Yuki who has for years, which is what Lando was. Yeah. In that it's the same situation as McLaren. You're going into an established situation <sighs> in a machinery, car. in a terrible car terrible that you don't car. arguably have, worse than McLaren. The I have no doubt in Daniel's ability. I have. I think the problem is the optics of how it'll look if he doesn't perform yeah, straight away. No, I agree. Children, Not, please. <laughs> Children. Let's let's shut up, James, and Children. let him cook. Uh, Off you go. Yeah. Danny Rick is in the category of God behind a racing wheel. All right. The hot two. <laughs> We did put him in there. <laughs> there is not a chance Yuki Tsunoda is beating Danny Rick over one lap or a race. There is not a chance in the world that'll happen. Danny Rick's in. Hey, the guy will come back. He'll win a world championship. I'm telling you, it'll happen. Our Australian hope at the moment is still Danny Rick and not Oscar Piastri. Ooh. And Danny Rick's not even racing. Oh. That's because McLaren's so bad. Oh, I, I, no, but I can't just say I just love that you've said that. I just feel fantastic. You feel <laughs> the best I've felt all week. Danny Rick will be fine when he gets back into Formula One. Clearly those cars he drove, the first year at Renault, he was struggling with the brakes because you've come off the best designed chassis and yeah. car on the grid, you know, not so much the engine. And the braking was the thing that he loved so much about the Red Bull and the Renault couldn't replicate it. But after five or six races, he still absolutely dragged that car forward. Yeah. Hulkenberg in qualifying and race pace that year. The car wasn't getting on the podium, which is where they were goals. The second year in that Renault, it was stellar. He had a purple patch where he was top three, top four, top five for the about seven or eight races in a row. Yeah. Unfortunately, he went to the biggest piece of shit car on the grid <laughs> and clearly no one listened to his opinions and what he wanted at that team or anything failed to implement anything that he wanted to get the car driving the way they did it because oh, I can tell you what, that organisation, not as good as we thought it was. Mm. So once Danny Rick steps back into an organisation and a car that he knows, he'll be 10,000% fine. But and please, Yuki Sonoda, love the kid, doing well, he's doing great. It's great for, it's great for my fantasy team at the moment. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Danny Rick in that car will absolutely, destroy Yuki Sonoda I think equal- from on the spot day <sighs> one I don't disagree equal machinery and time in the car he's at a deficit of yeah. how many years Yuki's been there to be familiar with that he's it's a different beast completely that he has to learn I think that's the issue and I don't know if it's enough time for him to learn that and then prove it before the end of the season. He's running out of races, even yeah, though there's a thousand doing, more races. He's the doing other, sim work. He understands how The other problem works. that you've got, though, is that that car is not designed by Adrian Newey. Mm. Doesn't so when you say the Red Bull vibe, totally agree. But I just don't think – I mean, you look at the way it, it's driving around the track. It is Circuit McLaren last year in terms yeah. of watching those drivers do what they can with. I mean, well, McLaren got, is got fifth faith in, me, boy. in the championship. <laughs> Which I love. Avatari is ninth. Yeah. They've got two points. Yuki's yeah. got two points, yeah. I should say. Um, which is But no one ridiculous. would be expecting Danny Rick to get podiums in that car. But he'll just come out and he'll consistently make Yuki look second row. Which I've predicted about every driver he's ever come up against, and it hasn't really turned out that way. <laughs> but everyone <laughs> profit my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, Danny Rick's fine. Don't worry about that. 
But it is good, to, I think, from what has fallen out of all of this is that somehow and in an expert fashion, Daniel Ricciardo's stocks are higher than they have been in the last four years. Yeah. It, it, everyone's forgotten his Renault time. They've definitely forgotten McLaren time. His Renault his, time was good. I know, but it's still in saying what basically his return to Red Bull has meant is that they've just sort of like forgotten about that. And you look at all the yeah. content coming out and you look at the fans' reactions, you look at his reaction. Um, and, I mean, we know we've spoken about Christian Horner in terms of how cheeky he can be more often than not. Um, but even what Christian is saying about how Daniel is, you know, he's smiling more, his energy back in the room really lifts the room again and all that sort of other stuff. Yeah. If I'm Checo, like quite honestly, I would actually be a little concerned because the reality is if – and we sort of spoke about a little bit about this and this is tinfoil beanie slightly time. If he puts too much pressure on Max – the kind of pull that Max Verstappen has in Red Bull, yeah. if he decides, I don't like that, you're too good, get rid of him and bring Daniel in who, to be honest, will be happy, I think, to be subservient to Max now. I wasn't happy when he left, but to be able to win races. Context, yeah. Yeah. But isn't it funny though, that's where, where yeah. you see. I, I agree with what you're saying. At the same time, it's not if he's pressuring Max because – Checo's always going to have two or three races a year where he performs really well. Yeah. Even in a car against Max Verstappen. Max will have weekends where he's off and Checo will get the job done. It's the relationship in the team. And Max has pulled whether or not Perez is driving well or poorly. And if Max wants Daniel in that team, which is what we have heard since day one of Daniel coming back, if Max wants him in that team, Danny Rick will be in that team because the relationship's there, the respect is there between them. I don't think I, – I don't. I, Max is confident enough that he doesn't care if Danny Rick pushes him every race weekend of the year. He wants to be pushed. He wants to – he wants a challenge where he will absolutely go to the, the depths of his humanity and his driving ability to win a world championship. And I can't see anybody else other than Danny Rick because – They've done it before. Mm. They went toe-to-toe for two, the better half of, you know, two and a half, almost, you know, two and three-quarter years. Yeah. And it was toe-toe. It was only the last six months of that Red Bull contract where they were racing together where Max just streamed ahead because Danny had already said he's going to Renault where it happened mm. in a string of bad luck. So I just think for that organisation, the only thing that will stop that happening is Checo's pull and global marketing ability around the world. If mm. you look at what happened in Miami with Checo's support, yeah. everyone's a Checo fan, just, you know, because he's a Mexican guy and there's lots of Mexicans and, you know, that Latino community in Miami. If you go to Mexico, you were there. You talked about Checo. He's absolutely Billboard everywhere. everywhere. Yep. Selling you for that red, mm-hmm. For that Red Bull brand, Checo's bigger than Danny Rick and that may happen. <sighs> I don't know, man. The States is calling and that is Daniel Rick territory, other than Miami probably. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't know. I'm just yeah. thinking about it on ground. Like Mexico he, is a massive popular. That, make, that makes sense. Look, what you're talking about is the Spanish-speaking community, yeah. which is the second largest speaking in community in the world. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense for Rebel to be in that space. But yeah. don't forget it is a content 
company. Yeah. They make content. They don't care about selling energy drinks anymore. They yeah. don't care yep. about winning world championships because they're already doing it. Well, yeah. they do care, but you and know Checo what I mean. is not interesting the way that Daniel is. Yeah, in no, that I kind of stuff. Look, I really like Checo. Yeah. And, and I think we so all do. I don't think he deserves to lose his seat. No. Not at all. I think he has stepped up where Albon and Gasly didn't and mm-hmm. couldn't and shows that. Who? And just. Oh, Max's uh, the stepson dad thing, <laughs> kicking angry <laughs> torpedo. Yeah, oh, that guy. Um, but I think I think how it how it stands is it really highlights that Checo is a brilliant driver in the way that for he had a real bad time early on, or well, unfortunate time with McLaren. It wasn't the right time for him. As pretty much anyone since really Hamilton being in that McLaren has had a bad time in that car. Um, I think it was unfortunate, but anyway, it it is going to be an interesting thing to see how it plays out because at some point they're going to have to make Red Bull are going to make a commercial decision based on who their second driver is yeah. and will and they have two great options in their third driver and their current second driver. You just don't want them to fumble it and then miss out completely and like Daniel have to go somewhere else or you yeah. want them to be able to make that decision. Well, that's why they're putting him in testing cars. Yeah. That's yeah. why they are they want to go all right. He's doing all the right things behind closed doors. He's everything we expected him to be in the organisation and more exceedingly. Mm. Let's put him in. Let's get him on track and see if he's still got it and if it's legit, legit. And they will have some KPIs for him on track in that test, not just testing tyres because I know that's one of their tests, but they want to make sure that he's, you know, that he's right where they want him to be before they make a decision on that. Now, what I would say is that McLaren is having a real good time in Indy because they got top three in qualifying, yeah, even well, though Plow is technically Chip Ganassi racing. But if you ask oh. Zach Brown, he's a McLaren driver and he got in third. So <laughs> Rosenquist uh, was first, Alex Rossi second, and then Chip Ganassi racing, which is technically McLaren, which is technically a lot. Plow is, is third. So um, McLaren is doing good things basically everywhere else. Formula E, they're doing well. Extreme E, they're doing well. Indy, they're doing well. But the, the sport that they actually apparently care about, they're doing terribly in, which uh, is hilarious to me, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I'll just say, IndyCar this year has been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And Roman Grosjean, first four races, like he should have won all four of them in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he's been killing it. And Scotty McLaughlin too. Jeez, yeah. Those two are going to be – I mean, it's taken Grosjean a couple of years to get right with it. His, his, ovals, his oval racing still not where it should be, but he's getting way better. And he's stacked with two laps to go in second, I think, on the on the Texas Motor Speedway, which I think was round two. It's been a cracking championship. I didn't watch the last race in the 500 next weekend. I didn't qualify too well over the weekend, but that doesn't mean anything. It's about 20 qualifying sessions <laughs> for the Indy 500 and testing leading up to it. So, yeah, that'll be worth a watch, probably more than Monaco. And, well, again, because we're talking about Indy, it means we're talking about the Monaco Grand Prix because, yeah. of course, that is what's going on. But before we talk about that, I'd like to thank you, thank today's sponsor, Quadlock, as Campy picks up his Quadlock phone hey. case. He's very, very happy. Um, have you managed to change your mag ring out yet? Nope, still haven't no. done that. Well, you can change it. And it comes in a range of colours. I've got blue. Tommy T also has blue. Yeah, it's I our favourite like colour. Um, oh, oh, that's a bit sweet. Thank yeah. you, mate. And uh, you're great. What I have absolutely loved seeing, though, for 
for Quadlock at the moment is the addition of so many new accessories and features. I want yeah. to hone in specifically though, and I mentioned this a week before last on the Mag Battery Edition. So this is like a super slimline thing that connects into the magnet side, Campy, if you had connected yours, um, on the phone case to charge your phone wherever you're going. Amazing. Super slimline. None yeah. of this like carrying around a spare battery and a cord and any of that kind of nonsense anymore. It makes powering your phone, especially if you're going to a Grand Prix, for example, exactly. and you're going to heat take heaps of content or you want to film stuff or whatever else it is, it makes a significant difference. Um, and the best thing to do if you want to go and protect your phone is go to the show notes on Spotify or on Apple, wherever you're listening, scroll down in the show description you'll find a unique link click that uh, and then that helps us it helps you protect your phone and you honestly won't regret having an best case I've ever had yeah I love it yeah and uh, I actually took your advice to me the other day and and I stuck it to something metal in the kitchen and had my uh, recipe on there it actually was really great I love it (laughs) it's the unintended feature that is probably my favourite part of it so if you want to get yourself protected go to the show notes uh, click the link and a massive thank you of course to Quadlock for sponsoring this episode gentlemen Monaco when will Charles Leclerc put it into a wall (laughs) (laughs) Lap one, Q3. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean... No, he has bo- to set a time he first. He has to set a time first. first. <laughs> so he gets gone. That's, that's his consistency. No, time. maybe yeah. maybe Sainz sets a time and mm. Leclerc doesn't get it done and then Sainz crashes just to stitch up his team. Because ah, Checo crashed last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe Max crashes this year this, or Sainz. Oh, man. Just to put it back to them. I love... It, it's so funny because I don't like the spectacle of Miami and I gawk at that and I can't stand the idea of Vegas, but give me Monaco any day and I will take the bullshit off track. You're a purist at heart, my friend. Yeah, you know, just that's me. Just uh, classic. The classic iconic Monaco still does it for me. I don't Mm. know why. It's because it used to be a one-off. Now it feels like we've got more of these party show races that are actually like not great race products. Yeah. What's the OG, isn't it? It's the OG procession, (laughs) unfortunately. And I've been there. And to see the roads they drive on. All right, money bags. (laughs) Day tripped. (laughs) The only only thing I could afford was parking that day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But to drive those streets to see where those cars go is incredible. Unfortunately, it's not a good racetrack, but it is an unbelievable driver's track. Mm. It's interesting, TT, to see like the old school footage like Senna and then yeah. Schumacher and some of the passes they put on. It's not to say that it's a terrible track. The cars, as we were just talking before about Imola, they're yeah. so wide now. It's, it'd be almost impossible to put two cars next to each other at yep. some of the best passing opportunities. But they do sometimes get it done. And I think the the what a pass means here is probably more than what it means in anywhere Definitely. else. And I think that Red Bull at the moment is probably very capable of passing the – the advantage they have over the competition, mm. I feel like if one car does have that, they're going to be able to make sure passes happen. Yeah. Campy, I think this is Fernando's best shot at Ooh. win this year because, is, yeah. because he knows what he needs to do and all it takes is no errors, Max to make an error, something to go technically wrong with a Red Bull and yeah. once he gets track position, as we saw Danny Rick circa, what, 2018, he had car issues, he still won. Mm-hmm. Keeping Seb behind him in a Ferrari. That's right. Uh, you know, it no, can happen. What was it? No no electric unit in mm. the yeah. car. Yeah. Just sheer horsepower got it's the like job. Like 100 done. kilowatts down or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What a legend. 
What a legend. What a future world champion. But this is one of those ones where experience. Lap times of like 119 and still won the race. Yeah. Says a bit about the sport. This is one that you can't just like sim your way out of, I think. Like this is a experience at the track and someone like Alonzo Wright Campy is going to have. Oh, Alonzo's dangerous everywhere he goes. I'm not sure the Aston Martin's going to be best in generating the downforce that it needs to get on pole this weekend. I just that's how I feel. I mean, traditionally Red Bull's been the car that generates yeah. the most downforce, but they've moved away from that philosophy with the smaller wheelbase and the rakes a bit differently with these ground effect cars. So mm. we're looking at teams like Ferrari who are actually generating more downforce than anybody else in the slow speed corners. So I'm not sure how I'm not sure how Aston's going to perform. I think I said last week. I think their car has suited the newer tracks with the really long straights because um, it's slippery as well. Mm. It does generate a lot of downforce because it's you know P three every other weekend. So that'll be his best chance. Never count Fernando out of anything. I'd be. I think Max will still win it. Um, I just think the Red Bull's too good. But you never Ferrari over. Ferrari over one lap have proved this year they can go toe-to-toe with them. It's the race pace. But this track doesn't have anything to do with race pace. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We, we're doing Thursday this year, no Friday. Is that right? That's tradition, isn't it? Well, I can, um, have like a <laughs> I can tell you what has changed is that thank the Lord – uh, that there is no Monaco TV Corporation, whatever the name is, involved oh, with the production. Right. F1 is producing it. Good. So we won't have random Lance Stroll <laughs> footage. I don't know. I kind of like that. Very average. That's character. I, I watched the <laughs> the watched watched is a loose term. I, <laughs> it was on, and you were there. I scrolled across a couple of times the Formula E race at Monaco, especially qualifying. Oh, no, you are a Formula E fan, though. No, I'm not. You don't have to mm. hide it anymore. It's mm. okay. Mm. I didn't watch you can, it. You can let people know. But I scrolled know. across I've, it. I asked Jake Dennis to sign some stuff for you. It's on the way. Just to give you a an idea of how You don't have to be ashamed shit. anymore. How it's okay. shit these He responds in anger I know, when, when we call him out on this stuff. Gone are the days of being ashamed well, of that. I wanted to see what sort of lap times they were doing. It's ridiculous. One thirty once. <coughs> as I die, I, as he can't, as I die, goes sorry. to breathe. Can't, can't. But Formula that A, twenty one seconds a lap slower than what they do in qualifying around Monaco and F one. Twenty one no, seconds around Monaco. There's no downforce on a Formula E car. That's oh, the difference. Please, it's just how bad these cars are and how bad that category is. It is a stain <laughs> on motorsport worldwide. <laughs> An absolute stain. <laughs> well, there goes any chance of me doing a Formula E podcast <laughs> in the future. Oh, Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Can't be out here actively destroying your career for yeah, you. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. This is day one. Oh, I cannot stand it. Why I do just... you think I don't have a career anywhere else apart from here? They listen to this, they go, nah, I think we're good. <laughs> okay, no worries. I'll just go sob in the corner. 21 seconds. It's significant. That is astronomical. I reckon a TCR car could go around faster. Yes. Your front wheel drive highlights. Front wheel drive. It's the Formula 3 the wing. Car I can't remember what high car so I had, but the, I had a little front wheel drive like hatch and that oh, whipped yeah. around, around like the hairpin. Fiat 500 or something. A little handbrake around, around the hairpin. No, I did not. <laughs> no, you did not. No, I did not. I'll get a knife. No, the police would be there exactly. immediately. Exactly. You know what's, you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to do the cheeky runoff after the casino square mm. and drive straight instead of turning that mm. right-handed to go down uh, the hairpin. The Rossberg line. 
Oh, it's the Schumacher, Schumacher line. line. The German <laughs> line. Oh, the German's on the grid. Oh, no, we do. Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg will do it. Yeah. The German line. I love that. Yeah, that line will come back this weekend, I think. Mm. Okay, we'll bring big, back the German line. tactics. Big lock-up. Let's just put the brake balance slightly forward on what we did oh, on the dear, last no, lap. Yeah. Locked up the front. Oh, no. What oh, am I no. going to do? Oh, I think no. let, let's talk about Haas very quickly because Hulkenberg has been very tidy over yep. one-lap pace. Has, this yeah. might potentially also be good result for Haas this weekend, Campy. Maybe. Maybe. That car qualifies quite well. It's their race pace that they struggle yeah. with. So and if again, they can get a position. good position. Yeah. We could see Hulk on the podium. Yeah. No. Whoa. Well, if he qualifies top, I don't know. Five. Top five. Which yeah. is, I mean. Gets a good start. He's been around there one this position. year yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, Team shits the bed on the, like Ferrari, on the mm. on the uh, pit stop. I mean, when they gains do that. a position. Who's going to stink? That's what I want to know. Who's going to absolutely stink? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't take long to think about that. For a car that has the aerodynamics of a fridge, you would think <laughs> it would be able to generate some downforce. But no, it can't even generate downforce. <laughs> they're just generating drag. That's all they do. Oh, this brilliant image of my mind of a fringe <laughs> going around. Uh, well, look, it's all it's all to come. Um, hopefully, we actually get some racing this weekend. Let's get some predictions then. So, Fernando, for me, I think um, I think you might be right. I, I, it's I think it's it's Carlos's time though. So I'm going to go Fernando first, Carlos second, and we'll do Max third because something will happen with the safety car and they'll pit at the wrong time. TT, what do you think? My only prediction, I'm not making a podium prediction. I'm making that Leclerc will not get points. (laughs) It's my only prediction. (laughs) It's the George Russell Williams curse. Yeah. Your favorite. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see other than Oscar Piastri, all the rookies are just going to ruin cars this weekend. Mm. That's a great call. Yeah. Mm. It's a tough track. Sergeant. Ooh, Sergeant. He's driving like a rookie. So <laughs> he'll put it in the wall. Sergeant will put it into the wall like what, before, the, before the tunnel or something. Yeah, oh, it's just yeah. it's going to be horrendous. It's going to be a horrendous week, weekend mm. practice-wise for Swimming pool section, mm. chaos. It is a normal yeah. schedule though. Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah. worth, of, worth of racing. So no, traditional Friday off so they can do all their fancy parades. No. Well, we don't have stuffed. tradition anymore. We're about we money. don't have tradition. There's only, there's only cash. Okay. Uh, that is a tradition of Monaco, if I'm honest. That's true. It's a new tradition of Formula well, One. What do you reckon it costs to charter a yacht, get it parked the, uh, for for a race weekend in Monaco? More zeros than I've ever seen. That's, yep. Oh, you, yeah. Well, because you have to be part of the Monaco Yacht Club, firstly. So you have oh, to have membership right. with them. Oh, and then you have to book it in advance. No. Years, I imagine. Years and oh. years and years. Can so you sell your Monaco... Yacht club pass on so you can get the boat in and then sell it on to. Oh, you, you're you're trying about, to do MCC stuff. Yeah, I right. Yeah. <laughs> trying, how do we shark this system? It's <laughs> I tell you what, you go away and spend the next seven days figuring out how the next year right. we can do that. Charter my next. Campy's doing all right. <laughs> oh, not doing, not Campy's doing, not doing that all right. That good. <laughs> anywhere near that good. Uh, otherwise, we would be recording in a very flashy studio, not here. I can imagine Campy in a rubber duck or something, like <laughs> floating in. <laughs> Maybe just moored himself, tied his toe around a boy or something. How good would that be? Being chased by the gendarmes yeah. around the place. <laughs> get out of get out of the what now? <laughs> no. I know you're not French, but you're pretty close. <laughs> uh, oh well, we've just, okay, good. We've pissed off some more people. That's that should be the end. I think we'll just call it there. Uh, thank the you so much for listening. Call. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a rating and review. Um, if you didn't, don't. That's fair enough. Uh, we'll see you next week for a full review of the Monaco Grand Prix and a preview of the Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You just out here taking everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. Everyone copping it. I love it. Sports Social Podcast Network.